look around at the rest of your life. Maybe you have a thriving relationship. You have a boo that you are just kicking butt with, or you're a great parent, or you're a great dog mom. Even though you feel as though you're struggling with your finances or you're having some of this financial fear, there are other areas of your life you're killing it in, right? Yes. Proof that you can be good at money. My name is Allison Backerly, creator of Inspire Budget, and I'm on a mission to help women live their best life and reach their money goals. Join me here for inspiring conversations to help you learn more about budgeting, saving money, paying off debt, and investing for your future. You'll be hearing not only from me, but others along the way that have a story and voice to share. Let's dive in. Today, we have Kara Perez, who is the founder of Bravely Go, a feminist financial education company. Bravely focuses on bringing actionable, intersectional, and accessible financial education to people via pop-up events and online community. Kara has been featured in the New York Times, Forbes, NPR, Glamour, ABC, Nightline News, and the U.S. News and World Report as a financial expert. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about financial fear, and I cannot wait for you to hear from Kara. Welcome, Kara. I'm so excited that you're joining us on the Inspire Budget Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yes. We've been connected for, I don't know, I guess I've been following you for several years. I found you on Instagram and I just love and admire your mission and the work you do and how much teaching as a former teacher, how much teaching you do on such important topics. So thank you for putting yourself out there in the world and educating women. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. That's so kind of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being my hype woman right here. So tell me a little bit about your money story. I know I did a little bit of reading behind the scenes, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey with money uh, so far in your life. Yeah. So the kind of quick and dirty version of it is I grew up in a fairly low income, single parent household with two siblings. And so money was very hard. And I grew up with this mindset of money will always be hard and it's not for me. And then I graduated college with student loan debt and a degree in English and waited tables for the first three years out of school, which is not a lucrative um, (laughs) field. I I mean, some people do make good money with it, but I was not one of them. So I was bringing home like 16K a year, 18K a year Mm. before taxes and realized like, oh my gosh, money really is this huge issue quite literally in my life, but also... (laughs) emotionally in my life, it's, it's a huge problem. And I need to be the one to figure it out. Like if no one's going to come riding in on a white horse and be yeah. like, here's your 80 K a year job. And here's your retirement savings. You got to get it together. So I just turned to Google to figure out for me, it all centered on student loans. I was like, I got to get rid of these student loans. They're stressing me out. They make mm-hmm. me feel really bad because I yeah. was living in a house with three roommates, none of whom had loans. And I could really see the difference in our lives. Can I ask you how much, how many student loans you graduated college? And then what did you end up with? Yeah, I had $25,302 in student loan debt across five different loans, four were federal and one was private. Do you like how I have all this information? I'm like, it's burned into my brain. I know. Well, (laughs) I know that our family paid off $111,108 $111,108 and like 29 cents. I mean, it, it, it's big. And those big things I think really stick with you. So you're living mm-hmm. with these roommates. They're what living their best life. No, no student loans. 
Mm-hmm. And we were all kind of like broke in our early and mid twenties, but I was a different kind of broke because I had to pay $400 every single month, no matter what. Yeah. All told with interest, I paid off close to like just under $30,000 because I got really serious about paying off my debt when I was 26 and paid off the last $18,000 in a 10 month sprint working. Wow five different part-time jobs being so frugal, so, so, so frugal. And like frugal is not even the word. I mean, I was miserly about it. Every single day went towards debt, which I don't recommend people do. It was a very hard way to live, but my debt was such a burden on my mental health. And it was just small enough. 18 K when you're not making very much is a lot of money, but it wasn't, I wasn't trying to pay off over a hundred K like your family. So I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the tunnel, the light that you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and you were willing to go through some sacrifices to get Mm -hmm. to the end of the tunnel. I was yes. Yeah. And so when did that all happen? When did you finish paying that off? Yes. June 5th, 20. 16, Yes. 2016. (laughs) Okay. And now you have your own business. Yes. And so bravely go, my business is called bravely go. And um, I call it bravely. It kind of was born out of that because I started blogging under an old debt uh, under an old blog name mm-hmm. while I was getting out of debt, just about like, oh, I picked up an extra catering shift. So I'm going to be able to make an extra $80 student loan payment this week. And as I was learning about money, I was creating this blog and that kind of took off a little bit and introduced me to other personal finance bloggers. And I went to this financial blogging conference and realized people were kind of doing this, talking about money professionally. And I was really passionate about it. So I thought I can do this, but I don't want it to just be my current blog where it's just about me and just about debt. I want to talk about the stuff I talk about now, which is gender and race Mm -hmm. and systems and finance 101 and how to get started investing and how they all work together. Yes. I love it. I think it's a great source. If you're listening to this, open up Instagram and go follow it's brave. Is it bravely go? It's we brave. We bravely go. Bravely go. Yeah. Someone else has followed. Yeah. Thank you. Someone else has just at bravely go and I DM them like every six months being like, Hey, do you want to give this? Do they post? No, they They just have it. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they'll give it, maybe they'll give it up eventually. So speaking of your website, this hub truly of resources that you offer women and you talk about just, I love how you go in depth on a lot of these things. I love how you talk in depth on exactly how the gender wage gap, just all of these things. One of the things I want to talk about is you have an article all about financial fear and you talk about what it is and how to overcome it. I feel like so many people have financial fear, but they don't know that that's the name for what they have. So can you talk about what is financial fear? Yeah, I define financial fear as that feeling. Maybe it's in your gut or maybe it's in your throat, but there's this like built up tension that is yelling at you. How are you going to deal with this? How are you going to figure this out? Because you're in trouble and you need to have a solution, but it doesn't look like you have a solution. So you're dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Financial fear is. Yes. And I do think you're right. Like a lot of people are feeling it. A lot of people are feeling fear in 
a couple of different ways. It might manifest as anxiety. It might manifest as anger. It might manifest as depression, but it really comes down to this, this feeling of, oh my gosh, I don't know how to solve my problem. Yes. And I'm a big believer that when we do have financial fear, sometimes we don't know how to solve it. So therefore we do things like push it away or me personally, you want to know how I in the past, not anymore in the past. And now sometimes I may, sometimes I slip into these habits where when I feel financial fear, I spend money. Mm-hmm. If I feel like, oh my gosh, my checking account's so low or I don't have enough money, it actually prompts me to spend money. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is because, and it's so backwards, it's so backwards. And I'm like, why? And I know, I know it's backwards. And years ago when I was doing this every single month, I knew it was backwards. Now I fall into this trap maybe like once every two or three years. But I remember feeling, I feel so out of control, but spending money gives me control. So therefore I'm going to spend. So I have some sort of control when in all actuality, that was just leading me to have less control. So I do think that it can present itself in different ways. A lot of times it can present itself, like you said, as depression and anxiety. And, and sometimes it can even just lead to things like overeating. It's, it's a problem, but I feel like most people don't know that it is a problem or know how to recognize it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that your reaction is also very common Mm -hmm. of well, this is stressing me out or I'm feeling afraid like, oh, a great way to take control of that is to go swipe my card or to get something new because now I I have a tangible thing and I've made the decision to spend. So therefore I must be in control, but you're exactly right. Like if it's just digging you deeper into debt or it's preventing you from saving or something, Mm -hmm. you actually are not totally in control. Yes. And then what, how did this present itself to you? I'm curious. For me, yeah. For me, it was very much so negative self-talk and oh. it was a lot of self-blame. How could you let this happen? You're supposed to be smart. You are supposed to be the successful one. Because my whole life I was told, oh, you're so smart. You're going to do great things. And I had a good academic record and all this stuff. And then as an adult in my twenties, money just felt like this insurmountable obstacle. And I would lie awake in my mid twenties at like 3am wide awake, just being like, you're going to die broke. Like you're going to die broke. You're never, this is going to be your life forever. You're going to be a waitress when you are 75, which it just like haunted me. The idea Mm -hmm. that a life I was currently leading that I did not like. And I wanted to be really clear if anyone is a professional service worker, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I hated it. And I didn't <laughs> do that for the rest of my life. But yeah. I felt like I was going to, that was my financial fear. Yeah. Wow. And it's so interesting how you went to these extremes in your mind. And mm-hmm. I think that that is also very common you, going to these extremes and just assuming that if this is my problem now, it's going to be my problem forever. And then another thing you said was that I'm not smart. I think it is so common, especially for women. If you're listening to this and you have debt, you are still smart. Mm -hmm. Debt does not equal a lack of intelligence. Debt is because you bought something that you didn't have the money in your checking account for, whether it was a college degree, whether it was a car, whether it was every anything else, but it does not equal this lack of intelligence and lack of ability to be successful in life. And I think that, I think you probably agree with me on this. There's so many people out there that tell you that that's what they equal. 
Yes. Yes. And I I think just the general overall vibe, especially around debt Mm -hmm. is if you have this, it's a moral failing. It's a problem and it's your fault, regardless Mm -hmm. of the like social or or personal circumstances that may have ended you Mm -hmm. up here. It's your fault. And that is so harmful. And I think Mm -hmm. really into this. Yeah, I am dumb or I am bad because of this. Exactly. Today's episode is brought to you by the Budgeting Basics email course. If you're new to budgeting or if you need a refresher, then this free email course is for you. I'll walk you through exactly how to write a budget, get started with paying off debt and saving money. You'll also get access to my free resource library where I have a collection of free printables to help you get your finances organized once and for all. Go to inspiredbudget.com slash free dash course to sign up or simply click the link in the show notes. It's 100% free and might just be the thing you need to write a budget you can stick to. People have financial fears. I think that it's something that everyone faces or a lot of people face. So let's say someone is listening to this right now and they're like, yes, that's the, that's what I'm feeling, but I didn't know what this is called. What are some easy, literally step-by-step things they can do to help overcome that financial fear, understanding that it does take time and practice? Yeah, it definitely does. So the first thing I want to say is don't expect to just kind of snap your fingers and feel entirely different (laughs) about your money or yourself overnight. (laughs) It's probably not going to happen. But that said, it can absolutely happen. Change is very possible over time. So the first thing I would say is it does really help to get financially organized. And that's what people like you and I are always harping about is get a budget, look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And it might be super hard, but you're not going to be able to change anything about your financial life if you don't know what your financial life mm-hmm. truly is. Whether you need to put on your favorite song or invite over your bestie or whatever it is, Look at, open up your bank account, open up your credit card statements, all of the information that you have access to and look at your numbers. That's really step one. Step two, I always like to tell people is look around at the rest of your life. Maybe you have a thriving relationship or you have a boo that you are just kicking butt with, or you're a great parent, or you're a great dog mom. Even though you feel as though you're struggling with your finances or you're having some of this financial fear, there are other areas of your life. You're killing it in, right? Yes. proof that you can be good at money because you're good at other things. Yes. Learn. Yes. I, okay. I'm so happy you said that because I think that can be easily overlooked that it it's a learning process. I, I don't know if I'm a good, I, I like to say I'm the world's okayest mom. Like I'm just, okay. I'm not great, right? but I'm like, I'm decent. Right. And I like to think that I didn't, I didn't just have a baby and absolutely automatically know what to do. It took learning. I listened to parenting podcasts. I read parenting books. I tried different things. I practice to be able to be a good mom. And the same same thing can be true with our finances. I think so often though, we automatically assume that we just don't understand it or we're not smart enough or we're not good enough. And that's it. Final word. Mm -hmm. But I love how you say that. If you're good at other things, you can be good with your money too. Yes, that's, I really believe that. That is a guiding belief over at Bravely Go. It's a principal belief of who I am as a person. Yes, I love it. Okay, so the first one is get organized. You mm-hmm. don't know what you don't know. You don't, you don't know how you can move forward if you, there's things that you don't know about. The second one is realize that you have the ability to be great at this. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then from there, your own personal situation will kind of show you what needs to be addressed first. And you can say, okay, maybe you're like me and you need to get your debt under control. That's the area I want to focus on. Or maybe it's investing or budgeting or figuring out how to help your kids with money. That That's much more of a personal decision there. But those are kind of like first three, first three steps. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if I can add on to anything, it's that when you start learning, there's so much amazing information out there that it can be overwhelming. And I think it's okay to know that you don't have to be an expert in everything. Mm -hmm. You just have to be an expert in your situation. If your situation right now is just learning how to budget so that you can eventually do these other things like invest and pay off debt, right now, focus on learning how to write a budget that works for you and then move on to the next step. But it can be easy to get sidetracked or discouraged because once you start learning, you start realizing how much there is you might not know. Yes. Yes, totally. I agree. And it's kind of like there's a momentum to it. Mm -hmm. Once you kind of feel like, oh, I'm I'm really killing it on this budget thing. Like I've been able to stick to my budget for three months. I'm feeling good. Then you use that as a springboard into now I'm ready to learn about debt. Now I'm ready to learn about my 401k or whatever. And you have that track record. You've already proven to yourself that you can do something good with money. So you do build momentum. Yes. I love how ultimately you brought this all about really, it comes back to the way you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. and the way you think about yourself and your abilities. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so do you have a freebie to offer my listeners? Yes, and it's actually perfect for anyone who's just getting started. So on my website or on, I guess, the the show notes for this, yes. um, we have the money checklist. So it's a super short three-page PDF that just walks you through how to get organized with your money and make sure you're doing everything right in every area. So we have a, a section about your debt. We have a section about your investments. We have a section about your bank accounts and your savings. So it can just help you see, oh, I don't have this. I got to go open that account or, oh, I'm doing all the right things with debt. So it's really super easy to, to digest and to apply to your finances. So the money checklist. I love it. And I think that's so great because sometimes we miss things. And so Mm -hmm. when you have a checklist, you can just go down the list and check everything off. And it allows you to do that very first thing you talked about, which was understand your financial truth. What I like to call it is your, your financial truth. So at the end of every episode, I like to ask our guests three questions just to get to learn a little bit more about them. And I don't want you to think about these too hard. Just answer right away. The first one is, what is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do? I want to go to every national park. Oh, that's a good one. Oh my gosh. Which ones have you been to so far? I've been to Big Bend for mm-hmm. all our, our fellow Texans. Yes. Uh, Acadia. I've been to Arches, Bryce. Pinnacles in California. And I think I've been to one other one, but it's escaping me right now. I've been to the one in Oregon. What's it called? Crater Lake and Cascadia up in Washington state. Wow. So how many are there total? Uh, there's like 37, I think. Okay. One in Guam. So that's going to be the hardest. One <laughs> well, that is a wonderful, wonderful bucket list item. The second one is you have three hours to do whatever you want with no interruptions. How do you spend those three hours? I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to spend at least one hour napping 
I love, I feel a little guilty saying that because I don't even have kids or anything, but I just love a good nap. But then I think I would take the other two hours to make like a really elaborate meal. In the last couple of years, I've gotten more into cooking, which was, Mm -hmm. I was never into cooking, but now I'm like, oh my God, you can combine delicious things to make an even more delicious thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'd like to do that. I think that's great. And I'm with you on the napping thing. In fact, I used to nap a lot more before I had kids. I mean, I would nap if it was a weekend and I wasn't working, I was napping. Mm -hmm. I loved napping. Unfortunately, napping is harder for me now Mm -hmm. just because I don't know. My sleep is all messed up ever since having kids. I think I just am a lighter sleeper, but I'm with you. I would nap every time we go on vacation. I nap. I, Mm -hmm. I see it as like this investment in my rest. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. And the third one is, I just want you to f- complete the sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is Italy. <laughs> oh, just the entire country. Just Italy. The, the, country, food, yeah. the How's it like? Oh my gosh. When? Do, okay. Where did you go in Italy? And when did you go? Actually, I, I can amend it. It's Italy and Scotland. Cause I went to both on the same trip in 2019 and nice. Italy, I did Rome and then the Amalfi coast mm-hmm. and Scotland. We did Edinburgh and Inverness and the Isle of Skye. And wow. it was awesome. And I just kept saying to myself, there's no budget here, which was fine. Cause Italy was really cheap. Scotland mm-hmm. was a little more expensive, but I was just like, this is truly once in a life. It's 11 days total, just enjoy yourself. And I have zero regrets about how much money I spent. That is so wonderful. Did you go with like a group of people or just one or two other people? I went to Italy with one of my best friends from college, still one of my closest friends. And then I went to Scotland with another good friend. Do you know who Kate Flanders is? Yes, I do. Yeah. She and I went to Scotland together. And so that was great. Kate is so fabulous, but we move at very different speeds. Like I'm much Mm -hmm. faster and she's all about like slowing down. And so a little nervous about traveling with her, but it was awesome. And now we always text being like, so when are we going back to Scotland? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. That's a good thing to spend. Travel. I think in my past, I used to love spending money on stuff and Mm -hmm. there's been a shift. I think since I've taken back control of my money, I think because I've learned to budget, it's now experiences. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's usually travel and adventures and all of the above. Mm-hmm. I would take a nice fancy trip over a nice fancy piece of furniture any day of the week. Totally. Totally. So. Though, to go back to our combined love for naps, I'm like a good mattress is definitely worth your pennies. Like for sure. That's true. <laughs> That's true. My husband and I are trying to see, I, I don't know. We, I, I have a bonus coming up and I could either spend it on, we're going to Mexico in a couple of weeks and I could either spend it. I'm going to, I'm going, I cannot believe I'm, I can't believe this is my life. I'm going to charter a private yacht to take us around for five hours, just the two of us to this beautiful, this beautiful Island in Mexico. And I'm like, okay, that or a new mattress to me, the yacht, I'm like, I sleep just fine. I, I want the yacht experience. So eventually I'm going to need a new mattress and it, it's going to have to out. It's going to have to come before a yacht. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, listen, you get, get your first yacht experience in Mexico. Okay. And then you'll yep. have that. And you'll be like, okay, I love it. Then you can get a mattress and then another future yacht experience. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It just, I don't know. I just would rather spend it on that right now. And that's totally love fine it. as well. So, well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And we will link to your freebie, your website, your Instagram, all down below in the show notes.
Thank you so much for having me. This was delightful. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kara, where she shared a little bit about her money story and how financial fear and anxiety can really change the way we talk to ourselves. Ultimately, I hope this helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll see you next week.